Hello and welcome to the Climbing Daily Wednesday News Show. My name is Hugo Pilcher and this on my right hand side is... Teresa Corti. And today we've got some exciting news including... A challenging 7A font circuit. The Magic Wood season begins with Makila Kirsch. We've got an update from the tallest mountain in the world. And stay tuned for our diamond encrusted deal of the week. Is it K2? No. The tallest mountain. Oh, you mean like from the bottom of the water all the way to the top? Because apparently there's like there's glaciers in the water which are taller than Everest. But isn't it a why the tallest mountain in the world if you count it from like the depths? There you go. You could have got that from anywhere, but the world. you got it from us. What's up first? Up first, we've got a bouldering circuit in Fontainebleau composed of 107A boulders. As reported on planetmountain.com, the fantastic duo of Seb Berth and Hugo Paramontier climbed 107A boulders in Fontainebleau in a single day. The initial idea came from a discussion between flatmates and some local font climbers had the idea to celebrate the first 7A in font climbed 70 years ago. The original idea was to climb just 70 boulders, but Seb and Hugo took it to another level. Their itinerary was impeccable, and on the day they had an alpine start at 4.30, biked 70 kilometers, and ran around the forest to complete this challenge by 5.30. All the boulders were linked by foot or biked and filmed for Montagne en Seine, who also moved around by fair means. Their hope is that this multi-pitch sort of adventure will inspire other climbers to try their own low CO2 emission projects close to home. So, in the Planet Mountain article, they mentioned that you cannot climb in Fontainebleau at night. I don't know that. Is that to protect the rock? Or maybe it's a scary forest? I'm not too sure. If you know why, comment below. And comment below also what's going to be your summer uh, less CO2 challenge. What's going to be your summer less? Summer less? Summer CO2 <laughs> so, less challenge? Um, to climb in the Alps and in Chamonix especially. And only travel by train. But I always do that anyway. Uh, I'm a bit. This is. A, I'm a bit annoyed about this one. Why? Because I've got a massive. Uh, I've got a man crush on Seb Burt. Oh, the pink leggings. Because of those, when you saw it, when you saw him climbing on the nose with those pink leggings, just. Yeah, it kind it of gotcha. did, yeah, did it for me. But also, we had we we were chatting about getting this perfect TV. Oh. Uh, but it, a few things didn't quite happen, so it didn't quite happen. But I was quite excited by it because I think it's a cool project. Or you can wait other 10 years and then it will be an 80th anniversary of... Seven, oh no, there needs to be like the 80th anniversary of an 8A boulder. That will take a while. We can find something else, I'm sure. Okay. Uh, next up, we're going to go to Magic Wood. Michaela Kirsch is on her yearly pilgrimage, or as we like to call it, Sengrimage, to Magic Wood. And this year is proving to be every bit as successful as previous visits. Michaela has managed a sense of Sofa Surfer 8A Plus and UG2 8A. And to add to this, 8A.NU has just reported that she has made an ascent of Woven Hand 8B. In an interview, she said that the block took her three sessions and also that the style is very challenging for me. Very powerful sequences with large moves and compression. Proud of this one? We're proud too, Michaela. Hugo, what has gotten into you? I don't know, but do you like Sengrimage? Um, yes, but you're so excited about bouldering news. I know. Well, I quite like Michaela Kirsch. Hmm. So, like, I think that's probably why I'm excited. Nice. I don't mind bouldering. Okay. You don't? After having witnessed a V16 in real life. Which, stay tuned for that That will reveal more of that later. later on. Or, if you actually watch Climbing Daily, daily, you already know. You already know, because it's already out. You know. But that is to come later on. What's the next news story? 
Next up, uh, we've got more Boulder news. As reported on 8A.NU, 19-year-old climber from Italy, Francesco Berardino, has climbed the iconic boulder, Off the Wagon Sit, an 8C plus in Val Bavona. Three years ago, when he saw the mellow video of Sean Rabatou, he said it was love at first sight and wanted to be able to climb the same boulders that are on the mellow channel. So the day after, he drove up with his dad and even though he didn't have the level, he tried it and mentioned that it was a great starting point because I soon started doing my first 8As and 8Bs in Magic Wood. In the past years, he was very close to send the stand start, but this year he decided to remove the wagon and try to sit. It took him a total of 15 sessions to send it. I didn't realize you could remove the wagon. Yeah, so you get the sit, low, low start, sit, okay. start. Do you reckon they need to get us a guy before they move the wagon? Like ask the farmer? Yeah. No, I think it's fine if they move it back. I don't know, I just feel like it's quite probably quite rickety. Do you reckon somebody treats the wood on it? Like, because it must be rotting. <laughs> it must have been there for ages. And no, because like... the boulder is overhanging, it keeps it dry. Oh yeah, I suppose so. But then you must need to like oil it every now and then. It must need a service of some kind, you know? You're saying that climbers now should like upkeep the wagon. Turn up, turn up with some oil and a little like couple of bolts just to tighten, bolt tightener. Oh, okay. I love the way That's that the, the wagon has um, supplied us with plenty of banter over the years, isn't it? Yes. I don't understand why. I just think it's a cool feature. Hmm. So I guess we just like talking about it. True. Anyway, have you got anything else to say about that? That's pretty cool. He's um, like watched Mellow, got inspired, went and climbed it. Yes, I do have something to say about that. There's an episode on the Alex Honnold podcast with the Mellow crew, um, kind of explaining the whole concept Alex behind Mellow. Yes. I didn't realize. Yes. What's it called? It's only sports season. No. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but yeah, so there's uh, a podcast about that, the, mm-hmm. the whole Mellow channel. Oh, and it's quite cool that he tried this boulder when it was so out of his reach, but he still went to try it, and you know, over the years. Um, improved and you know has that type of aspirations and just went for it. Do you reckon we can get on the Alexander podcast? Um, do you have something climbery to say? We could talk about like climbing daily. Hmm, we could. It's quite well produced. <laughs> That's a better example. On another note. <laughs> Up next, we got the 9A roundup. Itse.nu reports that Italian OG Marcello Bombardi has made the first ascent of El Puma at the Sessod Crag, Northern Italy. After some deliberation, he has given the grade of 9A. The route was bolted by fellow Italian OG Harvey Barmas, and on his Instagram post, he says, It all revolves around a few meters of unique and incredible rock, featuring flared cracks that seem better than they actually are, and often badly oriented. Marcello, who won the Lee Climbing Cup in 2017 in Chamonix, has previously climbed two 9A pluses, including a repeat of Stefano Gasolfi's Lapsus. 8A.NU also reports that Cody Roth has made a new direct finish to Flipping the Bird, a 9A route in Arco that he climbed one month ago. On his post on social media, he claims that after finishing Flipping the Bird, he felt like he took the easy exit and went back to put up eight more bolts to make the direct finish. He hasn't offered an upgrade to the grade, keeping it at 9A. And that is the 9A roundup. Merci beaucoup. No problem. You uh, yes. What? We got more news from Everest. Alain Arnett and several other media outlets have reported that the death tolls on Everest are higher than normal this year, with the number rising to 10, possibly 11, with several reported as missing. 
This has sparked media outlets to suggest that there should be more control on the climbers making these ascents, with multiple incredible high ascent rescues having to be made. In between these troubling bits of information coming through, there is also news that Kenton Cool has made his 17th summit of Everest, a non-Sherpa record, and Kami Arita Sherpa set a new overall record with his 27th. So I don't want to speak with too much authority on this, but uh, it is pretty troubling that so many people are dying, and I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going to change, but yeah, it feels like 11 deaths is quite a lot in a season. Uh, yes, I also feel people know what they're signing up for. True, absolutely. But I think uh, the argument, I was reading Alan Arnett's uh, blog, um, and he, he, I think he is of the opinion that there should be more control over who goes. Yes. Uh, because but then how effectively, they're, they're launching uh, rescue missions and to it, rescue these people, and that's yeah. putting other lives in danger in, in itself. Yeah, I think that's been an argument that's been going on for a couple of years, but then who sets these tests or who I don't know, Are you, you'd imagine the Nepalese government, maybe, or the Chinese government would have some kind of say in, in who goes and control the area a little bit. I don't know, I can I can see why they they let it happen, because it's a huge boost to their economy. But yeah. At the same time, it has its downsides as well. Um, I just snipped in a little uh, thing about Kenton Cool making his 17th. Yeah, fun uh, facts. It, I feel seven is the theme of this new show. 17th? Well, no, seven in Fontainebleau, 17 of Cool, 27. and 27. What happens if you add two to seven? <laughs> Why? You get nine? What's the nine be count now? All right, so that was a brilliant le link. Yes. There's actually two of us. That's why I, I should have said that. Two of us plus seven makes nine. What comes after a? <laughs> B. There you go. Nine B. And there's no nine B counters. No, no and we time. will do that eventually. When somebody sends us some chalk. <laughs> <laughs> but like writing chalk, not sh not climbing chalk. Well, that's true. Maybe we could just like dip the finger in and do that that way. It will take a while. It will take a while. It won't do that then. Or the blocks of chalk. That's it for the 9B counter. Okay, shop stuff. There is some interesting stuff going on in the front. I don't if, know if it you wasn't can see obvious. It. Flo, can they see this? They can see it. Thumbs up from Flo. So I'm going to lift them up anyway. These are beautiful little shoes. Approach shoes. For your footsies. Would you put them on your footsies? Uh, yes, they're intended for the feet. This week on Black Diamond Approach Shoes, we've got 25% off. Anything else you want to add to that? I really like those. Yeah, these they're are cool. the Technician Women's Leather. Uh, mm. They're sturdy enough. Because I've had some Black Diamond Approach Shoes in the past, but I feel they were more like sneaker gym shoes, uh, kind of this style. They cover the range, don't they? More yes. technical through to something if you want to like, you're a bit more of an urban climber, oh. urban approach. Yes. Which basically means that you can go to the pub in them afterwards and not not feel like a climber. That's kind of what I'm getting from okay. urban climbing. Yes. They don't want to look like climbers, but they do. You know my opinion on this. No? Do I? <laughs> well, just, why not, you know. Mix it up a little bit. Where's well, some Adidas when you're climbing? Separate, yeah. Three stripe. Uh, right, next up, that's shop stuff. 25% off them, Ooh. great deal. What have we got this week on Climbing Daily? Uh, so this week is a bit special. We've got a couple Very of things. Special. We've got two things. First up, we've got uh, the second 48 hours that we filmed whilst we were in Japan. Uh, first one we did was with Tomoe Narazaki. 
Indeed. Uh, and apparently you have to say congratulations tomorrow because you just had a baby with a Kionoguchi. Yes, a uh, baby picture. Lovely, very sweet, uh, beautiful, and all that other stuff that you say to newborn babies. Uh, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen the Hugo baby. Hugo is delirious <laughs> since he has edited this video and this clip for the past like week, yeah, weeks. It's been um, too long. Okay, let's roll, roll the clip. So that is Raichi Mirai, who is second 48 hours that we film with. Uh, I've, been, I've been editing that the last couple of weeks, even though um, we did film it a long time ago. The reason why we didn't put it out, or the reason why I didn't edit it until last week, was because the, the, the new unparalleled shoe, which is the Qubit, isn't being announced until now. Yeah. So there's a new unparalleled shoes, which looks really sleek, like black and white, mm. red tag, super nice. And uh, yeah, what an incredible day we had with Ryuchi. Oh, it was two days, it's 48 hours. I know, but the first day was Oh, yeah, the first day, but you gotta watch it to, you to gotta watch out. it to find out what we're talking about. What but it was probably the coolest thing we've ever seen. I did reference him to scene. it before in the show. Um, Spirit Walker. That's coming out on Epic TV. Tomorrow, his little clip. That is Spirit Walker. That is a film about uh, Valdemelo Val and the stories behind Valdemelo. Uh, really well shot there and very excited to see that one. Yeah, I haven't seen it at all. So. You've not seen it at yes. all? No, it's about the first C, uh, first C, first eight C in Italy. Exactly, Isn't which it? was in Valdemelo. Uh, so that's a cool film. Um, Comment of the week. Comment of the week. Do what you have sing? you got? Do you want to sing? What shall we sing? What shall we sing with the drunk and say what, that one? Oh, uh, I do have a tune in my head, but you haven't listened to it because... Um... Is it Taylor? No. <laughs> oh, we don't, we don't say that. No, is it a... We don't mention her name. Okay, not allowed. We don't allow... Come into the week, go, come into the week, we come into the week, go, go... No, you got it. Okay. Right, you go. Uh, well, there was one interesting comment last week. Oh, yeah? Which I think we both picked it. Thanks for the lapel mics. Ah, you hijacked my comment. Well, the other ones were average. Do Is this guy the same guy that commented the week before how he didn't like our other mics? I mean, probably. I feel like sometimes I have to come on and just explain the other mics. I We have a, a studio here, a functioning studio. Before we had this show, we had those mics that we mm -hmm. use. I kind of like slightly, excuse my French, bastardized the grips that we have in the studio and used it to make a stand. I kind of like it. It's a little bit rustic. It's a little bit... Uh, you know, ghetto. industrial. Okay. Ghetto, yeah, pretty much ghetto. Anyway, I am on the market for some new ones and I just haven't got around to getting them yet. Uh, but what do you think? Are lapel mics better? Are they? We have more freedom to move. I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, but maybe if the audio is better, what, who cares? Somebody's trying to break in, which is a good moment to say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great week.